0: Welcome to the Faro's Fit Podcast, where we help you to explore your capacity to move better, push further, and achieve your limitless potential through fitness, nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle. Hey guys, welcome back to the Faro's Fit Podcast. Uh, great to be back with you guys since we last spoke. Uh, I had a kid, a little baby. Uh, I'm here with Brandon, my producer. Hey, Brandon. Did my mic up? What's <laughs> up, He's in the background. He's all right. He's got no mic, but it's fine. Uh, you know who he is um uh, yeah so it's been a pretty interesting time uh not a lot of sleep um he's eating like a horse uh, mm-hmm. and he's growing every day which is great super healthy um so today uh i've got a really interesting podcast to talk about um we're going to be talking about figure competiting uh and what's involved in the sport of figure competiting how to train for it how to eat for it the mindset involved and, and kind of the future of the sport um i think it's a really interesting topic right now uh, as it as it fits within the fitness industry and also as it fits within the the bodybuilding specific community, um, so I want to get into a, a lot of that. Uh, I'm here with two professional bodybuilders, uh, Holly Cavell and Sean Cavell, uh, who happen to be uh, my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law. So this is a real real family affair in here today. That's right. Hey Holly. Hi. Thank hey, you Sean. for doing us. Very
1: very nice to be here. Thank you so much for having us, and congratulations to my new nephew. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you. He's a good boy. Sweet little guy. Um, if you haven't already guys, please uh, subscribe to the channel, hit that subscribe button uh, and please uh, tell your friends about the podcast. Obviously, we're trying to reach out to as many people as we possibly can about this stuff. So as, more, as much as you can share, we appreciate it. Uh, and without further ado, we will kind of crack on into this. Um, let's just start uh, with, uh, you know, a lot of people may not even know what figure is or where it fits within the whole, you know, spectrum of fitness so why don't you guys just kind of talk a little bit about what figure is and what it really means to be a figure competitor
2: it, i guess i will take that one um (laughs) so in the sport of bodybuilding there's different the, the basic way i kind of break it down for people who don't really understand the sport is what i do which is figure is sort of like girly ladies with muscle right the lower coil level of that is bikini like the sexiest girl on the beach six pack abs right. rock and glutes that kind of thing and then above no. figure is like the beefy ladies like the ones get really shredded a lot of muscle you know you still want to t- maintain that femininity but it's it's definitely you know the the harder scale to, it's a to harder reach i yeah. every, every
1: division in bodybuilding requires a different look. Um, That's what the judges are looking for, you know, and that's how the classification of the division is designed. It's that's how it's described to the competitors. So yeah, figure is it's bikini, which is firm, very curvy, you know, very pretty. A lot of, you know, their posing is awesome. It's very much about their presentation figure. um, Holly's, Posing is awesome. Uh, a lot. It's a less. It's less emphasis on that and more about you muscle know, what tonality. E- exactly. Yeah.
2: S- muscle separation, right. but not striated muscle. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So you want to see the separate muscles on the body, but they should not be quote unquote shredded. Right. Right.
0: right. And is there a, is there a category above? for an hour is that that's, so there that's, is yeah. it's called
2: women's physique so that's oh, those are the really physique. and right. women's bodybuilding and actually back, yeah you know. they brought back women's bodybuilding which is
0: oh
1: they did yeah that's yeah, there's a lot of things year. that have happened in the sport specifically this year mm-hmm. you know even in the last like 6 months so there's for all the women and there's a wellness division that's coming yeah, too there's a brand done. new division right. that they're going to debut also right. so i was having this conversation a while back like if you want to know kind of what the new category is going to be you look at what group fit classes are really popular right right so you know holly's division is kind of like and i don't know if she would agree with this it's kind of like what the figure division is what women's bodybuilding used to be right 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 so very feminine look but muscular lean not too lean not shredded not too beefy Feminine, you know, I, you know, Pete, you've mentioned yeah, Linda Hamilton, right? Terminator Two, that is a, a very good way for, just for your average person to think about, right? What would a figure girl look? Go watch Terminator Two. That's Linda Hamilton. She's Jack. She's doing pull-ups. GI Jane is another one. So yeah. that is more. You action know, heroes, exactly. Right? Action yeah. Heroes, yeah. So that's a figure, right? So that's kind of what that is. Um
2: But also, I have to interject, like Rachel McClish, '80s, like, yeah, like but that's the '70s aerobics, right? Exactly. Yeah, so like, that's classes. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that's what I look at. Like, that's kind of what figure is to me. It's right. It's and the now, ladies with muscle, but they're super feminine and girly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And now there's so many more athletics that women are into, right? So there's so many new things, and we've, I mean you know, how many women are in CrossFit. The, yeah. I mean, look, if you were to look at a CrossFit class, it's not uncommon to see mostly women sure. in CrossFit. So because of that, there's this new wellness division. What is that? Again, it, they're looking for
0: a lot of CrossFit ladies. What do we do? You tell us, what do you do in CrossFit? A lot of. Well, a lot of squats, a lot of deadlifts. And, and it, it's interesting because a specific right. physique has been created by the sport of CrossFit. If you look
1: at things. on the street, you know a CrossFitter.
0: Yeah. You know a CrossFitter. Yeah, it's a very specific thing. Where do yeah. they
1: fit into the bodybuilding thing? Well, now we have, you know, we have like men's physique. A lot of men's physique guys do bodybuilding mixed with CrossFit, you know, right. as a way to do their cardio. Yeah. No, they don't necessarily have to do a lot of the things, you know, that, uh, you know, especially for the leg work that other people would have to do. So they can get away with doing HIIT style training and not worry about their quad size going down. That's one of the first things, even in figure two, the the leg size is one of the very first things to, you know, kind of shrink in. But that look you're talking about, that CrossFit look, is now what is going to be the women's wellness division mm-hmm. wow. in IFBB. So where would a CrossFit lady fit in? They're they're trying to create a division for yes, that. Exactly. And you, you guys so, think that's going to be a popular division? I do. I think, yeah. if, do you think, I mean, you look at how many ladies do – crossfit and are muscular but very feminine you know but they're doing these movements over and over squatting deadlifting what does that build you know i mean uh, you and i have talked about this before pete you know it's like we tell people you know you lift weights and you're not going to get bulky and that is true but any movement you do heavy over and over and over again for high volume is going to change your physique sure so you know that is the reality of it and the other reality, and I think Holly would comment on this better, is that I think that women like it and they feel empowered lifting those weights. 100%. And there should be a division for that that's clearly defined. So that, you know, you kind of hinted it, and we'll get to this later, is where is it going to go? And they're they're thinking about this too. The sport of bodybuilding, like every sport, has to evolve. And it has to evolve based on – the, the athletes that are doing the sport and a lot of athletes that want to get into physique sports, because we're talking about physique sports, you yeah. know, we're talking about step, looking good on stage with minimal clothing, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're looking and that's what it is. We're talking about posing. We're talking about, you know, what Arnold called creating art
0: with your body at the end of the day we're all trying to be artists on yeah. stage you know and i like the idea of it like narrowing the gap between bodybuilding and crossfit because for a long the longest time it was kind of like they were long, on the opposite ends of the space we hated yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. each You're other exactly right? like yes yeah. Yeah. but I, I i like that, that i mean that, you've that danced kind of in both worlds though. yeah i i, I dabble yeah. in both uh both worlds and i i enjoy both so it's yeah for me it's 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 a good thing and i think it's an interesting you know i think it gives a lot of women like something else to be involved in as mm-hmm. opposed to like having to choose like one thing or the other or feeling like they're excluded from one thing it gives them an opportunity to express themselves in both of those sports which only yeah. be a positive thing definitely
2: i
1: think so too the question is then like with all these divisions holly where do you think there's any like bleed over between do you, that, that the problem is When you get too many choices on a menu, how many things look like the other thing on the menu, right? Mm -hmm. Like how many sushi rolls taste exactly (laughs) the same? It's like bleeding over. Where's the difference? Yeah. You You know, so Mm -hmm. where, I'm just curious, because we haven't really talked about this since you competed last night. Like, where do you see the women's division going? I'm just curious. Like, what do you think is going to be the most popular division? Because at one time, fitness was a huge division. It died down its back massively. Mm -hmm. You know, in a we're gym owners. We saw Zumba go way up high and come down, and now it's kind of and then spinning for a long time. Spinning's back, so things kind of cycle through. Where do you see you know the women's physiques? Or physique I think
2: I honestly think wellness is going to be huge. Yeah, I think I do too. I mean, bikini is already huge because it's Bikini's sort of like huge. that the entry level, and I don't mean it to like sound dumbed down. Like the, what the girls do are yeah. is phenomenal. The, yeah. I, mad respect. But that's sort of like the entry level. Like most girls are like, oh, I want to, I want to try to compete. I think it's the go. entry level
1: to muscularity, right? Yes. yes, and
2: and you don't have to get as lean or shredded. So I right, feel like right. most girls go in that way. I feel like a lot are gonna go into wellness. I think it's gonna blow up. Honestly, there's a lot of
1: CrossFit girls. I mean, Pete at your club here, there's a lot of very, very, very famous CrossFitters that could step on stage oh, yeah. for sure. And the well, yeah. I mean, like I Brooke think of, right now would yeah, just just crush, crush it. it. Yeah, like, yeah. that's. That's who exactly who I thought of. And there's, there's a lot of other people I, you know, I can look out the door right now, and yeah. like you could walk on stage right now. Mm-hmm. So based on what I've seen, um, that's going to be a very, very popular division. My concern is that you see, you're starting to see a lot of people do divisions based on certain criteria that's given to us as athletes, right? Mm-hmm. Like Holly's a figure pro. I'm a classic physique pro. What does that mean? That's bodybuilding. So based on my height, I can come in at a certain weight, right? Back in Arnold's time, it was over 100, over 200 pounds and under 200 pounds. And, you know, pumping iron, Arnold was the over 200 pound winner. Franco was the under 200 pound winner. They went at it. Instead of doing that, which if you were to ask, most bodybuilders, I think they would be divided probably 50-50. They, they would, you know, it's gonna get real here on your podcast for a second. So <laughs> hopefully I don't ruffle too many feathers. There are some purists that say it should just be bodybuilding and it's bodybuilding, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there are people that said we should welcome all these different physiques. And I agree with both of those to a certain extent. I think that bodybuilding should be bodybuilding. And these other divisions should be judged how the criteria is for these other divisions. My concern is when you get too many divisions, the judging panel, like we're all human, you know, and a a lot of times these, these judges had just seen bodybuilders on stage and now they're seeing bikini girls on stage. So if you just rewarded somebody for being very muscular, very diced, you know, are you going to reward the bikini girl that's muscular and dice? Right. The answer should be no. And to to be honest, like a lot of people complain about it. The judges do a great job. They get it mm-hmm. right most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy job. You know, sometimes you've got 50 people all lined we up. Have 50 most yeah. beautiful women in the well, world a, a, and a, P, they look... All, all Out of all of these women, who's the best looking <laughs> these one? These are all Victoria's like, Secret oh, okay. models.
2: Which one's the best? You <laughs> know, but I mean,
1: the judges are trained. Like judges go through a training mm-hmm. thing. My hope is that it reinforces... You know, these are the figure standards. Maybe have judges that only do different divisions. Mm-hmm. Only have a panel of figure judges. Only have a panel. And yeah. I know that yeah. sounds Specific weird. That it yeah. sounds weird, but how can you be a professional in how seven can you be an different expert things? Everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, so it's like, you know, are mistakes made? You know, yes. Should, are we learning? What these different divisions are. I mean, Holly, you remember the very first bikini show we were yes. at in 2009 in San Francisco. Our mm-hmm. friend Craig was competing in middleweights. Do you remember that? Yes. What was it like? I mean. It was awful. Yeah, it was terrible. Kind of it horrible. was
2: awful because of the way the crowd treated the women. Really? They did so not bad. treat them like the rest of the competitors on stage. They were hooting and hollering yeah. and whistling at the girls. And it was it was not as quote-unquote respectable it wasn't right. or respected is what I mean. Right, it right. was not as respected then as it is now.
1: But now you look at it and it's one of the most oh, respected yeah. divisions. Right. The girls are beautiful, you know, and it, their thing is, a lot of this is, you know, bodybuilding is a business too. You know, the promoters put on these shows and expect to make money. They want, you know, people in the seat. So for them, who's going to bring that in, right? right? So now we get into, okay are we going to allow these more divisions to come in? And the answer so far for promoters has been, yes, of course, let these people compete. You know, the problem is like sometimes the shows are running four or five hours yeah, it's long. Gonna it's
0: got to like, get to a point where it's like, yeah. Too much. So
1: I guess my answer would be as much as I love all the new stuff, you know, like anything, like any progress, we need to probably step back and see what we're really dealing with. Cause we you don't really refine. know. Yeah. We don't really know where it's going, you know, we've gotten, for instance, we, we have so many, you know, uh, shows, but we have less pro shows in the United States. Now, anyway, you know, overseas, there's a lot, which is great. So it's really kind of opened up, but you know, like our friend, John, who's in open bodybuilding, there's way less open shows to qualify for the Olympia. Why? Because you can have 40 bikini competitors and you know, you're going to get that they're all vying for that Olympia qualification and they're all going to bring two three four people you know what i mean so there's a money aspect to it too and i i just want the quality to maintain its standard while the growth happens does that make sense right, yeah of course. you know as, as you scale up anything because bodybuilding is growing now let's define bodybuilding right let's define right. I mean, we Broad, use the term bodybuilding. Building, it's if if you're a human and you lift weights and you care about your physique, you're a bodybuilder. That's what I tell people. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, as far as competing on stage, you know, that's a whole other thing. That's you know really where it comes into the whole discipline and the grind, and you know, that's the mental aspect and everything else, and that's really what we hope is pros that we get rewarded for, right? All this energy that we put in and the look
0: according to what it's supposed to be, you
1: know, that we put in.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, specifically with bodybuilding, there seems to be a, a lot that you guys have to put into it, both, you know, in terms of energy and in terms of financially, but not that much of a reward at the end of the yes. day. And how, how do you compute that like in your mind? Like, how do you deal with that? Like, wh- why is it worth it? Why, why is competing worth it to you when you don't get that much out of it at the end?
2: Well, for me personally, my story is that I have two children, seven and five, and we've been running our gyms up in Northern California for 10 plus years. So I was always, I I mean, when we met in high school, I was soft and Mm -hmm. I weighed more than I do right this moment, having just competed. And so I was always, I was never like in bad shape, but I never like 100% loved my body like right. feel, like oh my yeah. god Holly I feel amazing. Holly always
1: like, thought she was a pear shape yeah. and we would go to the mall and she would clo- <laughs> we would go to specific clothing stores for pear shaped like thing. i need
2: and, i need the high waisted jeans yeah, to accentuate
1: <laughs> you know that's a thing in back to your story like a lot of us think that we're this certain thing right. we tell ourselves this story and it's not that way because you are anything but a pear shape now.
2: For sure. You are a yeah.
1: figure, you know, like statuesque. Yeah. And that was you're an X frame. You
2: have a yeah.
0: tiny little waist. You have yeah, the yeah. tiniest waist on stage. So so, so you, what you're saying is you found the competing to give you more of a sense of purpose. I think train, I yeah. Or? I
2: mean, because uh Sean competed when was the first one? Two thousand eight? Yeah. When we were first I mean, we were engaged. Um, and I fell in love with watching the sport because I'd seen him do it, and I'm like, oh, baby up there this is great and <laughs> i you know i so i had been to a few more shows and it's then exactly we started going to them just as spectators and to see other friends because we, right. we have a few that compete and i just i loved going to the shows i like watching all the physiques. you love I judging, like, I, love judging too, you know? I love right. judging i love judging from the audience and giving my opinion and i'm pretty good at it um and so after having the kids and sort of reaching that point i remember we got into a fight one day because i'm like "Do I like and you're like you're just asking me like you're go- goading me into saying you you're not fat or something it was just like right, yeah. ridiculous it's, I'm sure every I, man has had this conversation right, no and it was I'm totally me. me like i was acting idiotic but right. in that moment i'm like oh, i'm so dumpy so i and you were training at this point or not training? i i mean we were I, I'm training, working yeah. out yeah i mean ever since 2009 we took over the gyms i was working out but never right. never really dedicated like, exactly yeah. yeah like oh i'm i'm fit i can live there's another
1: <laughs> level of and this is like really what it comes down to there's another level of discipline that it takes and i think this we secretly want to test ourselves when yes. you get to a certain level you want to test yourself and at the end of the day that's what makes it worth it even if you're dumping it's you're testing you don't know what you're made out of you know and yeah. that's a thing it's competition and i think we all like judging is maybe messed up as it is we love seeing where we stand in the hierarchy of things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, So I did that first, my first show in 2017 in April, he and I trained to do one together because I'd always wanted to do it. I thought I was going to do bikini thinking that was sort of like the entry level into the into the sport because I didn't think I had enough muscle to compete in figure. Right. And I decided I was not sexy enough to just like <laughs> strut my shit on stage. Like I just don't have, I feel like I don't have that the At least back girls, then, it I didn't. takes a lot of swag. You right, need right. you yeah. need good the stage f- the but, physique guys but,
1: too, very
0: but, much. But also, like I mean, I have trained with you. I know how like you're just insanely strong.
2: Now I am, <laughs> yeah.
0: Right, right. And, but you don't think you are always strong. You think that's... Oh God,
2: no, no. Yeah. You can attest to that, like no.
0: But it's but it's interesting, like because for the for the short amount of time relatively, that you that you have been training that that hard, like you're insanely strong. So there must be some kind of genetic. Do you want to know the secret? <laughs> All right, here's the secret right
1: here. Everyone's waiting for the secret, and I'm going to give it to you. When Holly stepped on stage, something lit up in her, and she got instantly stronger overnight. So it a mental... It was a mental block. Holly was twice as strong as she thought she
0: was the entire time, and I think that is applicable to... Almost everybody. Yeah. And let's, so let's segue this into kind of like a training program. Yeah. So as, as you're preparing for a show, um, you know, what does your week look like? You, you're training every day. Are you, how are you it, it depends cardio?
2: on how far out you are. So I, this prep um, was about 14 weeks total, which is fairly typical. I mean, I yeah, did my first one. I did my first one in about 9 weeks.
1: Yeah. One quick note on cuz this is what everyone wants to know. Like, how many weeks out should I start prep? Right. How many this? And the answer is you want to be as high calorically, taking in as many calories as possible while still seeing muscle separation. Then you start prep, right? So a lot of people are eating under their calories, and then they start prep, and they've got nowhere to go, and right, they just right, crash. Right. Yeah. So how many weeks out? And you know, Holly will talk about this. It, it depends on where you are with your training, mm-hmm. where you are with your nutrition, where you are in your life. Did you just have a kid? You're not sleeping. You're not recovering. You know, like if, Pete, if you were to do a show, you know, I know you've got all the bodybuilding stuff coming in. I'm stoked about that. It's going to be a great little gym. But when you're ready for your first show you're going to want to be in a position where you're able to sleep 8 hours yeah, a night for sure you know? <laughs> so th- yeah this was a 14
2: <laughs> so yeah this was yeah. 14 so as far as uh training for the most part we kept uh weightlifting to about 5 days a week i don't yeah. think we did more than that we were really good about giving me more rest days which i think we did was... at least
1: two rest days this week yeah or uh, this week a- every, every week. week Yeah. and one one day i gave her a complete rest day right the yeah. so the that other part
2: no cardio, right the part. other part is is that i would do six to seven days of fasted cardio in the morning right and then and how long
0: is that fasted cardio like 30 that, minutes so, so that also time.
2: fluctuates as much as the diet does so right. from the beginning maybe 20 minutes in the morning 20 minutes post-workout which could mean anything it could mean right. last thing at night whatever to kind of whatever works best for our schedule, Right. let really. me say this
1: too like holly did a lot less cardio this time mm-hmm. than she had previous shows cardio everyone wants to know how much cardio to do to get shredded and cardio is one of the levers that you can pull to adjust your metabolism it's not the first lever you should pull because once you pull that lever you have nowhere to go you know if you start off if you're doing an hour of cardio a day you know if you go into prep already doing an hour of cardio a day your thyroid is just going to shut down when you got to right. crank it up to 90 minutes or something And that's from like a, that. a lot of people, right? A lot of people make that mistake.
2: We have a, a friend of ours Do you want to get into that? Yeah, I mean, that's
0: yeah. Endless huge. cardio, no yeah. carbs. Like- yeah, I mean, exactly. Like doing two
2: hours a day, yeah. our friend. so the,
1: There's a fine line. Like you, you want to do everything at the end of the day, you know, for health and fitness. That's what the industry that we're in, health and fitness. Exactly. And, you know, that's the thing is you want your prep to be... And I think Holly will tell you, this prep was much more comfortable than the last ones. And as much as you can make it comfortable on your body, I'm not saying train comfortable. Yeah. I'm saying you when you train, train, train to hard, you're also recovering hard. Yeah. You know, Everything you do, you're like a barbell. You put one plate on one side of the barbell, that's training. You have to recover the same amount at the other side of the yeah. barbell, right?
0: So... You've got your five days in a week. So mm-hmm. is that one muscle group per week or are you training? Uh,
2: it, I mean, for my division, you there's certain things that they're looking for. They want good quad separation, but also uh, shoulders and upper back width is like key in figure. Like they want right. to see the width up top, tiny waist, and then, you Sometimes know, tiny waist, what, they want to see it. They should. Not, um, and then, you know, good legs. So for me, back and shoulders were usually twice a week. We would do like back Monday, shoulders Tuesday, legs Wednesday, Thursday, arms, and then kind of do a little bit more back and shoulder touch-ups later in the week after I've recovered for a couple of days. Yeah. And start, whatever I wanted to build up, whatever I wanted to build up, we would hit a couple times. Yeah. yeah. That
1: that's true for prep, but for our off season, we only hit everything
2: once. Right, exactly. Right.
1: So we did a lot more um like Dorian style training where we did one to two warm up sets. And then like and can women train this way? The answer is yes. Women can definitely women can train in every way that a man can train. You know, are is it always good to do that? I mean, if you're deadlifting, you know, 400 pounds off the ground, you're gonna get a blocky waist. So the, my answer to that for physique sports is no. There's certain movements you shouldn't right. do, and it's not worth it. But women can train very, very hard, and I think Holly made a lot of gains. I mean, we came in 10 pounds heavier this show than we did the last show with better conditioning. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. and we fed you more than we ever have, yeah. And we train, and I think a lot of that is because you gain so much in the off season by focusing on one body part, really annihilating it, and then recovering it, you know? Eating. Uh, yeah. Eating, yeah, because we used to lot. train everything two or three times a week when mm-hmm. we first started working out together, and yeah. now the evolution of that has been, and I think it's probably aging too, you can't train
0: the same as you did when you were 18 years old right you know like you just can't do it let's let's talk a bit, bit about that The nutrition um from the nutritional side so when you started uh, the, the your your cycle um you were eating how many calories per day would you say and what did that come down to
2: hmm. I don't, we, don't we really were always calories <laughs> we don't really
0: count calories as much um
1: we, I mean, it's, what is bodybuilding? It's like six to seven meals a day, mm-hmm. right? right? You're getting, you know, I mean, most of your meals were four ounces of protein, you know, 90 grams of rice, rice. which is, you know, 30 something grams of carbs yeah. maybe. And, you know, some veggie and it's simple. It's, that's the staple, mm-hmm. you know, to fuel you through those workouts.
0: And, and fat, she, was above, she was always some, above, she
1: was always above 2000 yeah. calories. Always in her off season. She was never below that. And we didn't, I mean, if anything, we probably increase calories going into this prep, you know, a lot because Holly gets to the point where, and I I do this too, your metabolism reaches a certain point to where you actually need to feed it to keep going or your metabolic rate is going to shut down. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. You're taking in such little calories that your thyroid is not performing. You know, another big thing is the the nutrients. Like we salt all of our food with iodized salt why cuz holly's doing 6 days of fasted cardio you know and five sometimes 6 days of hard weight training and then sometimes we'll do a second session of cardio yeah you know at night so yeah i mean we can go up to an hour we never did more than an hour of cardio mm-hmm. you know this time mm-hmm. and you know as far as calories i think we you it depends your body reaches a certain point where you almost have to feed it to keep it sure and that's where a lot of people you know in bodybuilding it's Oh, I came in, you know, too full, which is spilling over when you ate too much. You weren't, you know, in shape or I came in flat. What that really is, is you didn't really give yourself the nutrients, the electrolytes, the, the carbohydrates, the water, even that you need to fill out and look good on stage. So and a lot of that is just from not eating enough food. You don't eat enough food. Your muscle on stage, your muscles don't pop and it doesn't press up against the skin. So you look fat. Yeah. Actually, it's weird. It's a weird thing. You can not eat enough and look fat, you know, and I know we yeah. call that like it's kind of skinny fat. And that's the bodybuilders worst dream is you just wash away. Yeah, that happened to me this year. You just wash away and you just flatten out. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, you know,
0: keeping your calories high is really, really important. Eating every three hours is really important. And then at what stage did you start cutting back on the calories, like two weeks out? or
2: Every week, we kind of chip away a tiny bit, like depending on the, see where the progress for the week. Yeah. Like, like okay, we need to start tightening up a little bit, so let's cut back the carbs at meal four. Yeah, you but know, we would that, only that pull, that pull one variable. Exactly. It was yeah. very, very minute changes, like right. a little less rice at these Got meals. It. And your and protein maybe, would always be high, right? Yeah, proteins. High, high I don't think out. protein changed at the all. The only...
1: Um, the only time protein really changes is a couple of days before right, the show because exactly. right. it's not as important to take in. Yeah. You, you want to keep your stomach flat. You don't want to pound a 48 ounce tea right. steak, you know, and look like you ate a cow. A lot of people do this, by the way, like just food load. And yeah, you're going to look really full, but your gut's going to stick out on stage. So, you know, that happens a lot. You don't need as much protein, especially like the day of the show, right? You don't you know, recover exactly. as much. You, right. you just don't. So protein is high for sure. Um, In the off season, we pull back on the protein. I think that's important. You know, yeah. like taking in high amounts of protein throughout all the, the time. year.
0: I just it takes that, a time the liver all that yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, the thing is, you're just getting you're getting a lot of you know amino acids. You're getting methionine and too much certain amino acids without other ones to balance it out nothing in excess is good
0: you know right um so you as a competitor holly uh, and Sean, you you both answered this question how does it affect your your mindset and i I mean this kind of from um we talked about it giving you purpose like being a competitive (laughs) athlete gives you a sense of purpose um does it also gives you a sense of like anxiety does it give you a sense of like why the fuck am I doing this? Oh, um, do all, I want to do this anymore? All the anymore? emotions, like, just like that, yeah. <laughs> like how, it, how does it affect you on a kind of daily, weekly, monthly, it's, yearly basis? I mean, basis? it's
2: definitely a roller coaster of emotions. So after yeah. that first show, when I got second and I was thrilled with that, I'm like, I had two kids and this is the first time I've ever stood on stage in my underwear in front of thousands <laughs> of people. So proud of you. And yeah. I have never felt more proud of myself. And like, I, I fucking did that after having kids. This is yeah. crazy. So, fell in love with the sport and continued to go, but but every prep is different and there's definitely days. I mean, this one was pretty good. I think overall it was great.
1: We've learned a lot.
2: Preps yeah. in the past, you have these moments where you're so depleted food-wise, you're doing hour of cardio every day plus 45 minutes of training where you are like, "Why the fuck am I doing this?" Like yeah, you like just this is fucking out. stupid. Like yeah. what? Why? Um <laughs> and it, it, like, but it, just in that, in the course of doing, it's your worth prep, mentioning you're, too. You're up all, and down constantly. Yeah,
1: and it. Could, well, that's what I was gonna say. You're up and down because your hormones are up and right. down because yeah. your nutrient, your training, everything is changing. Your body, your body doesn't want to do what you want to make it do. So, bodybuilding and physique sports is really the mastery of like your mind over your body. It's making. 100%. Yeah. And that's, that's why I love bodybuilding. I love using my mind to tell my body what I want it to do. And my body going, no. And my mind going, no, you're going to do it anyway.
2: <laughs> and you're right. You're going you well, to grow because I'm going to exactly. force you to de- grow.
1: You're defying biology.
2: Then like Pete, you're saying that, that, uh, I'm much like, I'm really strong now it's because I got into that mindset, especially I think in this last off season and this prep where something clicked and it's suddenly like, I'm not afraid of that weight anymore. I used to right. be so afraid, like, oh, I'm a girl, I shouldn't go above the 20 right, pounds, right, right, and right, right. now I'll go up to the 50s and and yeah. you know do some chest presses and stuff because I don't like that the number doesn't scare me anymore. Fear, so I exactly fear, fear, yeah. like yeah I a bet, couple of things I on bet, that too,
1: like especially not to cut you off, <coughs> sorry, but especially for women, do not be afraid of the weights, right? right? And the other thing, again relating to women, is like. We, there's a lot of like shame culture going on, like fat shaming and stuff. But the truth is, it goes both ways, too. Like, we need Holly did her first show not to become a pro, right? Not to do photo shoots, not to put stuff on Instagram. But she just said that she felt the most proud she ever has because she was standing on her underwear in stage, you know. And like, there, as much as fat shaming there is and it's terrible, there is fit shaming, too, 100%. you know. Yep. And like, I, I think we need to disperse with that as yeah, much as sure. in the other way. You know, it's like what makes you proud is controlling your body, right? You're controlling your look. You're taking control of your life. Well, you know? and also what gives you self-respect is more important. Oh, yeah. I, else, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You And that self-respect is... Is everything. Everything. Yeah. You know, how I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah but
2: there was a, a page. I don't even remember what it was, but after my first show, there was some... A bodybuilding page that reposted my transformation of like having or like the beginning of the prep or something and then what I look like like the day before the, and
1: that's not a realistic thing either well, no, the, no, day before, the day you're before you're all depleted you no water but yeah.
2: I was so proud of that shot and then there's people commenting like oh my god that's ugly like yeah, she is not sure. female I'm like excuse me <laughs> but, but Alex, I'm yeah. like well, yeah. Pff, yeah. I'm, I'm proud of this shit so like it, yeah. it definitely fit shaming for sure like oh she's gross she's got muscle I'm like
0: yeah, and actually, it's, it's a really interesting <laughs> thing for me because, like, because you the, take off your shirt in the gym and people shame you. He's a <laughs> CrossFitters. But,
1: but I, you then, know, how
0: do you know when you're in a CrossFit gym? None of the guys are wearing <laughs> shirts. There you go. It's true. Um, <laughs> but also, like, on the, on the stuff that I've done, like, kind of in movies and, and the Hollywood stuff, and like, right. people talk about, like, yeah, we believe in strong women and they try and get behind the whole uh, you know, strong women movement. But then there's a point where they say, oh, mm, "But not, not right. that too strong, strong. Yeah. yeah, not too yep. strong." And yeah. it's like you know, it's a very you know interesting place to. Here's a to, let me ask you a question because I'm
1: curious about this. Because uh, on film, muscle looks even more muscular, for sure. Right, lean so, looks lean looks big on camera, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So when you're training people. How, like, what is the look that you bring them down to? Because if you were to bring, you know, anybody down to like a figure, they would look almost too big on film, right? For sure. So here we go. Like, this has a lot to do with it. What we are used to seeing is, you know, the women on film and they're really not that big. Would you agree? I mean, yeah, you not see not these CrossFit chicks are like a bodybuilder or a figure girl or even a bikini girl.
0: You're like, yeah. Whoa. Well, I think I think actually. Like, do you think it's because it doesn't look good on camera? No, that I just think are people like, aren't ready for it. I I, I think mm, like Wonder right. Woman. Wonder Woman was the first time I th- I think you saw on screen A of women men. like that, yeah. that yes. looked like that, that could do the that Amazon, kind of right. stuff, and it was like, I mean, I I thought it was super impressive, and I think that most people like really enjoyed it. Um, but you know, even then, I I think there were people within the, the industry who were like, that's too much, and it's like it's. It's not too much. It's like, this is this is what's, this is is a reality. Right. But I think a lot of people don't. Why do you, you think know. stuff like,
1: I'm sorry, I'm picking your brain on your own podcast. Why no, do you no, think no. films like Pumping Iron are so popular? I mean, no one admits that it's popular, but it's popular. You know, you see these things on Netflix and all these muscle documentaries come out. I people understand. like it and people always, Charles Atlas, yeah. and, you know, Arnold, yeah, they're freaks, but we like it. Right. And all these Hollywood guys, it's interesting how muscularity has changed, like our action movies. Right. But if you and we, we talk a lot about, oh, who's our action heroes now? And it's like, you know, John Wick and The Rock and stuff. But the thing is about those guys is like they're kind of hardcore into what they're doing and they're kind of embracing, especially The Rock. He's a bodybuilder. We mentioned the other day who's yeah. the most popular bodybuilder on the planet. Yes. It's The Rock. For sure. You know, and so that's the thing is it's not too much, maybe, you know, the rock is what six four, two hundred forty 240 pounds. He gets bigger than that, you know? Yeah. And it's like, that's a big guy. And yeah. he's also sells the most movie tickets. Right. Yeah. So it's like we've always been kind of obsessed with as a culture, especially American culture, these things that are not exactly normal, you know, it's, Oh, it's a girl. Oh, it's a girl with big shoulders. And then we ask ourselves, is that right? Is that sexy? She thinks it's sexy. So what you, you what you, what, think, what you that, think is yeah. irrelevant. So now the question is, how do you even get to the point where is it is it too much? And I think that's relative based on everything. That's what we were talking about, the divisions earlier. Mm-hmm. It's like it's too much for figure. It's right. too much for bikini. It's too much for classic physique. It's well, too it's, much for this. It's
0: all it's all an opinion. And it it unfortunately it depends on how much power that opinion has. And sometimes the people with the most power have the worst opinions. Yeah. so Not everyone has a good opinion. <laughs> no one no. has a good opinion. No one has a fair opinion. And um, yeah. unfortunately, sometimes, like I said, the people making the decisions at the top have a very yeah. kind of like... Warped view going, of going back to the, you know, the mental aspect. And I know Holly will
1: tell you this too. I mean, you can talk about like me after New York if you want. Not only do you ask yourself... I don't get paid to do this. Why am I doing this? I've got kids. Should I be taking care of them? I haven't called my friend back in 3 days. All these things. You play this. It should I do this? Is it a waste of my time game? Now you do the show. You're super happy with how you look. You really crushed it and you don't do as well as you wanted to. So now that's just the icing on the cake. You know, and not only can you get into a mental spiral before because as much as it is disciplining your body, it's really disciplining your mind, right? The story you tell yourself after your bad placing can really,
0: yeah. can really send you off the rails. I think you have to just remind yourself why you did it in the first place. Right. And yeah. it's it's a really hard thing to do, but remind yourself, I didn't do it for a trophy. I didn't do it for the money. I did it for self-respect. Exactly. I did it to challenge myself and to step on stage looking the way that I want to look and yeah. being the person that I want to be. Yeah. But the problem is was, then... Okay,
1: well, now you're a professional athlete, yeah, and you're not getting paid to do this. Yeah, and now you didn't place that well. And now, and but that, I don't think- I'll be honest that that is something that every professional bodybuilder faces. It's yeah. how am I going to pay the rent? You know, you have to set yourself up in business either alongside your bodybuilding career or prior to. remember Arnold. You know, Arnold was laying bricks before he won the Olympia, you know, before he was a millionaire, you know, in the movies, he was a millionaire from owning apartment complexes. So even Arnold, you know, arguably the greatest bodybuilder ever, definitely the most well known ever, you know, set themselves up. And today that's really hard for people. Everyone's got, you know, an Instagram account. They're feeding that. And a lot of the bodybuilding is... You know, it was a media sport. It was started as a media sport. The muscle mags, the videos, you know. And because media has changed, I think bodybuilding has changed because of that. It's evolving. And we're certainly in the middle of something. What do you think, Holly? I don't know.
2: Um, Sorry, I was, I was on the the mindset thing. Like, yeah, Holly, yeah, what I, do you think? Um, uh, Cause like cause saying, bo- yeah, You've like, had
1: some losses too. That, I have. Yeah. But
2: so, you know, looking at yesterday, I... Didn't I mean I placed in like the middle of my group, like right, right yeah, middle. You know, I didn't, I didn't do great. I wasn't last. And right now at this moment, like after yesterday and seeing my stage shots, and then after doing the photo shoot, I just did. I I feel like this is sound bad. I feel perfect right now for yeah. me. Yeah. And I turned thirty three last week, and I have two children. Like yeah, right. I would have never guessed years ago that this is where I would be at 33 with two kids. Like, yeah. like yeah. I am like cloud nine for, yeah, for that, a solid month or two yeah, right now. Yeah, so yeah, cool. I didn't play. I would have loved to place higher, of course, but. But I'll say I this too. We
1: also have businesses. I know. We, and yeah. you know, that's like, the thing is not, like, we're not doing it to make money, but some people are oh, doing yeah. it to make yeah, money. Yeah, and yeah. when I talk about like the mindset thing, imagine, you know, your, Gunning for the top 10 at the Olympia. And you know, hey, if I get that, at least that top 10, you know, you've already had to win a show to get there. You're spent all year. You know, you're, if you have a sponsor, if you're lucky enough to have a sponsor, you've been training and not working another job. Mm-hmm. And you don't make that top 10, you don't get paid. Right. And, it's and, paid and even if you pay to have do a get, hotel. Even if you do get paid, you're not getting paid that much. No. I mean, if right. you take the top, you are for sure. Like the, the prize money is. Technically, it's more than it's ever been. But when you take inflation into account, right? It's, you're like, okay, it's, you know, whatever it is, $10,000 is the open price for most of these shows. Well, these guys are getting ready for three or four months. Yeah, that's not right? still That's not even yeah. food. No, you know, yeah, so no that's exactly. It. It's an food. expensive
2: hobby. It's an yeah. expensive <laughs> hobby. Exactly. So,
1: you know, my advice for a career is, yeah, it absolutely can be a career. But if you look at the most successful bodybuilders, they have flourishing careers after bodybuilding. Right. Jay Cutler, mm-hmm. Ronnie Coleman, all of these guys. You know, even Phil has his own line coming out. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, these guys know that, you know, a lot of them have their own podcast. It's not a standalone thing anymore. I think we can all agree. But oh, yeah. you Like Dorian, that. you can't just sh- leave for a year, show mm-hmm. up, kick ass on the Olympia stage, leave for a year. You know, if the judges don't see you for a year, you better have been posting some videos that you're still relevant and let everyone know you're still relevant. And I think we live in a relevancy culture, right? So that's the thing is like, is bodybuilding even relevant anymore? The fact that The Rock is the number one movie star, I would say Absolutely. I think, I think that shuts new, it down.
2: With his new Athleticon, it's going to be like, I feel like he's trying to bring it. <laughs> that's big
1: bodybuilding news. That's that going to be interesting. It's be major yeah. That may be earthquake bodybuilding news. Yeah. Like it's a big, big deal. Yeah. And the fact that sponsors are coming back into bodybuilding like Ford, you know, and some of these other guys that have been, you know, I, I don't know if anything's confirmed, but these are, the, you know, monster and the names that have been thrown around gives me hope that, okay, maybe we can bring it back. Like maybe it'll mainstream, be mainstream, cool maybe it'll again. be televised again. You <laughs> yeah. know, when I was a kid, right. you know, I used to watch it on USA network. You mm-hmm. know, I used to watch the Arnold classic televised yeah. risk is one. I remember that very well. <laughs> watch it with my dad. Yeah. Awesome. So is bodybuilding relevant? I think so. But how do you define bodybuilding now? And it goes back to where we started this podcast. Is sure. it, is it bodybuilding or is it, are we really in health and fitness? Right. And now we're kind of like they're playing this kind of judging game and, and it's hard to know what direction it is, you know, especially if you are just getting, like, really, what, what am I going to do? How am I going to get into this sport? Mm-hmm. You know, I think what you said, Pete, is why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah. What's your reason? What, yeah, what's your, what's your purpose? And if you what's have the drive? wrong reason, you know, oh, I want to yeah. step on stage and make, you know, money. Okay, well, you know a club might be a better option for you, right? <laughs> right. So that's the thing. My point right. is that nothing is guaranteed. Yeah. You know, you are it's not an objective thing where I lift more weights than you and I get it. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you know, it's you versus me. You have strengths, I have strengths. You have weaknesses, I have weaknesses. Or maybe I don't and I just crush you, you know. But it's, if you don't have a strong enough reason why you come back, it can be a very, very difficult sport, especially with the dieting, especially with the training. You know, we've had tragedies in the sport recently. A lot recently. A lot recently. And it's sad. You know, people should take care of their health as much as they take care of their outward appearance. Right. You know, and that's that's really what I hope bodybuilding gets back to is there's this clear definition of what every division should look like. The winners of those division divisions meet those criteria. Criteria. Yeah. It's pretty clear to everyone. You know, and bodybuilding can get back to maybe being televised. Maybe maybe somebody can just start out, you know, and there's enough people willing, enough companies really willing to sponsor these athletes. And that's right. the other thing, too. You've got, quote unquote, athletes now, you know, that, you know, haven't really competed at all. They're athletes. I'm not saying they're not athletes, but I'm saying that they might have a few Instagram followers and a company is going to send them a tub of protein and they're not going to send a $10,000 check to an athlete because they're sending a tub of protein to somebody that has a million Instagram followers, right. you know? So it, then we get back into what, what is bodybuilding? Yeah. You know, what it, is it to be successful in bodybuilding? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think the answer to that is, you know, success leaves clues and everyone has had a successful business after their bodybuilding career if they were really successful, you know, and they really set themselves up or they just took the stage and just really made a name for themselves. Yeah. Tom Platt's legs. Yeah. Right. It's like, that's the thing is what, why do you want to do it? You know, I, my opinion is Holly is figure, you know, I, I love her look. I think you encapsulate it. I don't want you to change your look that much, you know, and that's what I want. I don't want changing looks in the division. I think we need to bring it back to, you know, Here's the look for this, you know. Now you shouldn't look like that person. We're not talking about like making clones, but you know, you fit the what you, you sort could, the yeah. criteria of the show, and I think that will give people a lot more peace of mind going into the prep. Yeah, less spending, insecurity. Yeah, less, yeah exactly. You know, okay, I know if I do this, I'm going to get rewarded for this. Not, I'm going to bring in a real tight package, tiny waist, you know, super feminine, and then maybe it goes the other direction. And then you have shows that go you know, the conditioning and because it's a subjective thing and there's beauty in that subjectivity too, you know, and that's the
0: thing. It's art and art is always subjective. Yeah. Well, that was a lot, but better, better <laughs> wrap it up there. Um, where can guys uh, find you? Where can Instagram. guys find you, Holly? <laughs>
2: <Hey>. <laughs> um, I am mostly on Instagram at ifbbpro underscore Holly Covell, C-O-V-E-L-L.
1: And I am on Instagram as ifbbpro Sean Covell S E A N C O V E L L, and they can find us on Fitness gym, System. Right. Yeah, you can follow us. Our f- gyms on Fitness System, and yeah, you can Google this, us. You can Google our stuff. name and yeah. stalk us. <laughs> I don't know.
0: And uh three gyms now, four gyms,
2: in- three, three currently. Yeah, three on, that we own on, outright.
1: Um, we've got interest in other ones, and then we're working on. Couple. More Glo- on global global domination. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, that's
2: right. Okay. Take
0: over the world. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us. Um, reach out to Holly and Sean if you have any questions on this stuff. Um, it's a it's a mindful stuff. We could talk about this all day. There's just so much involved in, in nutrition, and we didn't really even get into supplementation, but you know, there's there's a ton of stuff on that as well. So yeah, feel My, free to reach about out. About
1: supplementation, don't take any until your food's right. There you go. Unless you oh, have yeah. some deficiency. Focus on the food. Every everyone wants to well, if, if you're walking up to a bodybuilder in the gym and asking what supplements they take, you're asking the wrong question. Yeah. You should be asking how they're eating, how they're lifting. And that's the answer. It's always about the food. It's always about the training. You know, the supplements is to fix deficiencies in whatever you have. It's the supplement. Yeah, but your lack, <laughs> yes, your <precisely>. lack, <laughs> your lack of muscle is not a supplement deficiency. Yeah. It's, it's a true. training or food deficiency
0: there we go there we have it
2: stop, stop <laughs> mic money. drop <laughs> <In>. <laughs> uh,
0: thanks everybody for, for tuning in um, if you want to follow us you can you can hit us up at, uh, at Baros Echo Park on Instagram if you're in the neighborhood uh, we'd love to see you uh, we are at 1316 Glendale Boulevard in Echo Park um, if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to our channel and if you're already subscribed thank you very, very much we appreciate it please share with your friends please share with your family and we look forward to hearing from you soon Thanks guys.